Hey guys, welcome to True Crime on Tap. This is Ricky. I'm Shannon. Start our okay. Here we go. Three, Shannon, then Jen. All right. Here we go. Hey guys, welcome to True Crime on Tap. Uh, (laughs) 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 And this is what happens. (laughs) Happens. Oh man. Uh, I I am 50 ounces in and I'm feeling it. Uh, (laughs) Here we go. Hey guys, this is True Crime on Tap. This is Ricky. This is Shannon. And I'm Genitals. And welcome to the show tonight. Uh, Tonight we are doing celebrity crimes. Yep. Mm -hmm. I'm a big celebrity fan, so I am stoked for this bitch. Bad celebrities. yeah. Yeah, really shitty celebrities, guys. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, they're not the worst, but they are up there. I know. Definitely. They, yeah, yeah. These, according to what I know from the topics, I don't know much about them. So I think these are like ones that haven't been highlighted so much. Not as much as like the Chris Browns or like the Bill Cosby's up in this bitch and stuff like that. So I'm kind of interested to hear how it's going to gill. And uh, today's a special day, isn't it, Ricky? Yes, it is. That's right. It is Shannon's birthday today. Mm-hmm. She is 29 years young. I was oh. birthed this day <laughs> in 1986. And she's going to kick us off tonight. So Shannon, take it away. Birthday girl. Right. So um, I'm doing Roman Polanski. Yeah. Might have heard that name from our last episode because his wife got murdered by the Manson family. Yes, she mm-hmm. did. Sharon Tate. 26-year-old Sharon Tate was the wife of Roman Polanski, the film maker. <laughs> he did make film. <laughs> we don't know what he, he did. He made was the he, film. Was he a producer the film or director? Make. <laughs> I'm not really sure. I'm pretty but sure he's a director. You got... Yes. The movies anyway. that you were a fan of. What one are you a fan of again that he made? Oh, Rosemary's Baby? Yeah. Rosemary's Classic. I haven't seen it. Watch it. I need to. You gotta watch it. It's fucking weird. Okay. Anyway. Um in nineteen seventy-seven, um, a Samantha Geimer, which is her married name, she um fuck. <laughs> my phone <laughs> see i can't even do it right the second time guys we're gonna be honest we, we've already recorded this and uh we had a little bit of a technical flubbers so um this is round two and Sick. shannon did the same shannon did the same thing last time <laughs> i did okay so at the age of 43 he was involved in a sexual assault case involving 13 year old Samantha Jane Gailey, no. now Samantha Game, Gamer, Gamer, fuck. The grand jury charged Polanski with five charges, rape by use of drugs, perversion, sodomy, lewd and lascivious acts upon a child under 14, furnishing a controlled substance to a minor. <clears throat> so there we begin. Polanski had asked Samantha Geimer's mother, a television actress and model, if he could photograph the girl as part of his work for the French edition of Vogue. Vogue. Which nobody turns down Vogue, okay? No. Hell no. Um, and um, Polanski had been invited to guest edit the Vogue. So her mother allowed a private photo shoot. Private meaning she wasn't going to be there. This photo shoot took place at Jack Nicholson's home in the Mulholland area of LA. At mm-hmm. first, the session is going fine. And the thing is that he has several outfits for her and no dressing area because they were shooting outside. So outfits? Several? Chen, stop it. So she just thought that this is model life, so she just went with it. Then Polanski suggests she take her top off. For more photos, again, thinking it's a little weird, put 
but does it anyway, thinking it's part of the gig. So she does it. She ends up feeling uncomfortable with it. And when he called about a second shoot, she really didn't want to do it. But for some reason, she agrees to do it. I mean, yeah. If the, right? first, if the first one wasn't terrible, but, you know, whatever, then like, hey, yeah, another opportunity. Like, like, I took my top off. He didn't do anything. Yeah, I, yeah. whatever. And that, know? Was his, and that was his, ooh, she didn't do anything that time. Yeah, Pretty we're much. just kind of baiting her. Do we know if she got paid for this or? I have no idea, actually. Hmm. She got paid in court, though. Okay, anyway. <laughs> um, the shoot starts at the same place. Jack Nicholson is out on a ski trip in Colorado, and his live-in girlfriend, Angelica Houston, leaves as they get there. Samantha starts out clothed, then topless, then topless in a jacuzzi. Ugh. All the while, she's been given champagne. So the 13-year-old Samantha, chilling in the jacuzzi, mm. sipping champagne, Polanski takes his clothes off and joins her in the jacuzzi. 13. 13, yes. mind you. And he was 43. Ugh. My daughter. Old. My daughter's 13. Yeah, that's, I was thinking that too. Ew. She then freaks out and gets out of the jacuzzi running inside. He runs after her, calms her down, gives her a part of a quaalude. Bill Cosby. Get the fucking ludes. Probably unknown to her. Like, oh, here's a ibuprofen or an aspirin or something. It'll just yeah, probably. Me. He didn't say, here's some lewd. Yeah. Because they're probably like, what's a lewd? Exactly. Take Pass it. that lewd to the left, motherfucker. Sure. <laughs> I'll take a lewd. <laughs> take a hit of that lewd. <laughs> <laughs> there she is. <laughs> okay. There she is. <laughs> they now end up in a bedroom. By now, she's realizing she shouldn't be here. She just didn't know how to get out of the situation. I mean, she's 13. He's 43. He can clearly outweigh her. Overpower the, her. The authority, because he's he's a, He's given her authority, this opportunity. Figure. Yeah, he's given her this opportunity. Like, it's hard probably for her to even think about, oh, crap, will this ruin my chances, too? Like, he's totally taking advantage. That's yep. true. Yep. So he asks her to lay down on the bed. She says no, and after giving some resistance, she figured, well, I guess I'll get to go home after this. So he proceeds to have sex with this 13-year-old girl. Not just regular sex, but butt stuff, too. But I don't know why I said it in that voice, but... Um, And at some point, Angelica Houston comes back, tries to knock on the door... Because she's suspicious because I guess he's, she probably saw him with this girl and then they, the door's closed. So she's putting two and two together. Mm-hmm. But somehow he ends up um, talking her into leaving him alone. Not putting any blame on Angelica Houston. You know, I wonder Angelica Houston standing next to Jack Nicholson. Nicholas. Jack, what am I doing? Anyways. There's it's like Tom Cruise and Kid Nicole Kidman. Kid Nicole Kidman, right. All right. So, after, in court, he tries to tell, he tries to con, um, say it was consensual. Samantha obviously disagrees. Mm-hmm. This is the classic pig of a man in the 70s. Everyone wants to, everyone wants to have sex with them, even when the women say no. Yeah, that's so common back in those days. It's disgusting and infuriating, and I hate it. No means yes, and yes means yes. That's right. Crazy part is in his autobiography, he claims he didn't (sighs) drug her, and she wasn't non-responsive in that she did not respond negatively when he inquires as to whether or not she was enjoying what he was doing. No, she wasn't enjoying it. It's fucking gross. Right. There's a 28-page probation report submitted to the court signed by a deputy which concluded by saying that there was evidence that the victim was not only physically mature but willing Fuck how would they know the officers quoted two psychiatrists denial of roman being a pedophile 
pedophile or sexual deviant. Completely wrong. <laughs> God, I'm so glad I don't live back in those times with all the serial oh my God, and for real. child rapists. I thank God. I mean, there's a lot of fucked up things in this world, but thank God we'd, we'd start a cult. Changed. Me and you, those people. If we were back yeah. there, yeah, we'd probably be finding like those people. Vigilant cult. Vigilante. Vag- Vaginalisk. <laughs> Vaginalentes. <laughs> and Ricky would be That's the leader. <laughs> I am your leader. I just have sex with Charlie Murphy. I just wanted to say that again. Okay. So to protect Samantha from the trial, her attorney arranged a plea bargain. Ooh la la. Polanski accepted, of course, and was only charged with engaging in unlawful sexual intercourse with a minor. I hate everything of that. I hate it. I hate it. It sounds it. it sounds fish city. I'm just saying. <laughs> It it sounds it smells like smells a little tuna y. It sounds like this sounds bad, but you're gonna be fine. That's what that sounds like. Is That's that right, you Ricky. or were you sleeping with Charlie the tuna last night? <laughs> <laughs> so he was ordered to report to state prison for ninety days psychiatric evaluation, but got it postponed so he could finish project in Europe. He returned to California and reported to Chino State Prison for the evaluation. He was released after 42 days. 42 days. Fuck you very much. That's all it takes for a, a psychiatric evaluation to see if they're a pedophile or not. Oh, Ricky, don't even yeah. let me get started. But all that changed after a DA named David Wells and a judge... Written band had a conversation, and Wells shows Written band a photo of Polanski at Oktoberfest 1977 with his arms around underage, scantily clad young girls. Because he's disgusting and we hate him. The judge then suggests to Polanski's attorney that he would send him to prison or deport him. So, what does Polanski do, guys? Bolts. He buys a one way ticket to England. The judge denies he ever said any of that. Roman Polanski had then been (laughs) blacklisted. Good riddance, in my opinion. He did have a good movie. A good movie. In an interview in 1979 with a novelist, he said, if I had killed somebody, it wouldn't have had so much appeal to the press, you see. But fucking, you see, and the young girls. Judges want to fuck young girls. Juries want to fuck young girls. Everyone wants to fuck young girls. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. Who says that? When did he say this? Do we know what year he said this? Um, 1979. Oh, yeah. Still in the 70s. Two years later. Yeah. Fuck him. Basically trying to justify his actions. Ridiculous asshole. (laughs) There you go. Ricky's getting fired up. Here it is. There we go. Here he is. Ricky, welcome to the pate. Hi. Welcome to the shit show, babe. (laughs) <laughs> so then Samantha sues um, Polanski for, for sexual assault this is years later this is in 93 guys this is settled out of court of course you know after Polanski missed one payment deadline in 95 Samantha filed papers attempting to collect around $500,000 probably be he for what what payment did he miss for, the, from prior a for no a payment for what he okay all yeah. what he's gonna owe her for gotcha however long okay but in spite of all that samantha in a 2003 interview says straight up what he did to me was wrong but i wish he would return to america so the whole ordeal can be put to rest for both of us i'm sure if he could go back he wouldn't do it again he made a terrible mistake, but he said he's paid for it. He's paid her. He's paid her for it. Again, I just what the fuck? Like, it's fishy as fuck. It sounds like blackmail, kind of. Like, am I wrong? I mean, no, yeah. she, yes, she was 13. Like bribery, like, right? Yes. Mean, yeah. I mean, bribery. You, would think, you would think right after hopefully she wouldn't be so torn apart that she would maybe go tell her mom immediately. I mean, I don't she know did what, tell her mom immediately. That's yeah. what happened. And chances are she went and talked to him 
first. And then when he was like non-responsive about probably paying up, then charges were probably brought. What if she told her mom and then like, well, if he goes to prison, he can't pay me. So Mm -hmm. they get him off with a plea deal. Then years later, they hit him with sexual abuse or whatever. Get lots of money out of him each month. I mean, rape victims usually are destroyed, scarred for life. Yeah. She's not. I've seen interviews of her. She's fine. She's married. She's good. She's good to go. She's in good spirits, like she said about him. She wishes she, he would come back to America. Fuck that. Or or she's really fucked up and using a huge old mask to be to act like she's okay. Yeah. I mean, it could True. go... Yeah, you I never don't know. know. Yeah. yeah, I don't know her psyche, but like from yeah. patterns, rape victims don't want to see their perpetrators ever again. Ever again. Yeah, it's an icky feeling. But she was getting large sums of money from him. And I'm sure it all stopped when he went to Europe. Uh, so he was not. so he she was relying on him to be a provider for her and so maybe that's stockholm no i'm just trying to go i mean i'm going way out in left field but you know what i mean feeling kind of no yeah mm, no taking care of me for this long give me an income like i feel like i need to like make sure that keeps going on i don't know it's fucked yeah. that guy that guy's a douchebag yep so he's still not I back mean, he, right no. no. Yeah. He's is not. he still making movies over in up in Europe? Not really sure, but I know if he comes back here, he's totally up for grabs if they want to. Yeah, because he's he's got that charge out. So what where is he located now in Europe? Do we know? I think I want to say France. <laughs> because I think after he uh-huh. fled to England, he ended up selling his house in England. And I don't know where he permanently is. Fuck the French. Just he moves kidding. around, probably. Dude, the French want to fuck us. So, where's that from? Fuck the French. Gold member? Actually, I don't think they said fucking. Uh-uh. He hated the French, though. The dad hated. No, the French. he hated the, the Dutch. Dutch. The Dutch. Well, then everybody French. I'm sorry. I was trying to, you know, quote a movie. And the Dutch <laughs> are angel babies. Okay. I'm done. She is. Well, you're an angel baby. She is. I know. Beach. The Dutch wear Crocs with socks and capris. <laughs> and they look good doing it, bitch. Don't get it twisted. Do they, though? Bitch. Do they? <laughs> All right. Anyway. So Jen's up next. Yay for me. Yeah. All right. So this week. I decided to cover mine on, and I know I say it every week, but a fucktard that I really hate. I call this one Tour Day Keep Your Disgusting Pants On. Okay. I'm covering Jared Fogle. Ah. Uh, you know who he is? Of course. You know who he is? I know who he is. Yeah, we all know. Everybody knows. I know who that guy is. <laughs> Are you familiar with the case? Um, more or less, but I, I am a novice to it, I'll say. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I, my research in this, I, I got so enraged. It put me in a piss poor attitude like the remainder of the day. I was so pissed. So let's just talk. Start at the top. Let me take a little chug there. The story is about the former subway sp- spokesperson, Jared fucking Fogel. Um, you know, the, the reason why he got famous is because when he was going to Indiana University, he weighed 425 pounds. And I guess like in 11 months, he lost 245 pounds. In 11 I feel like that's bullshit. Well, I mean, it all depends. I mean, when you're that heavy, so I'm told, mm-hmm. apparently losing weight is real easy as long as you stick to something. Or as long as you get um, a lap band surgery. Or that. Ooh. I wonder if that's like a thing that like people wondered about, you know, when he did this, but I'm sure they did. They have to, people, eh, people are stupid. Well, so he said he lost the weight by going to Subway for lunch and dinner every single day. Um, At lunchtime, he'd have a six inch turkey sub 
And at dinner, he'd have a foot long veggie, I think it's like veggie delight sandwich with no cheese, no oils, and no mayo. So basically, he would just put mustard on it. Psycho. That is psycho. (laughs) Right there. The real true crime in this story. Fucking no mayo. I mean, when you think about it, it's like, dude, no wonder he didn't. No, I'm just kidding. No. Ew. Oh, hey, listen. I'm going to get into that, actually. Um, So, And he'd also, along with it, would get a diet soda, some baked chips or pretzels with each meal. Okay, so he still had some junk in there. Um, So anyways, I just, yeah, I mean, I can't believe he would have a sandwich with no cheese. Like, that's beyond me. I don't even, that's not even a real sandwich, but whatever. So prior to his weight loss, he was consuming 10,000 calories a day. And apparently he went down to 1,000 per day. So of course, like, if you do that, you're going to lose weight pretty drastically. Ricky, I see you fixing your hair in the camera. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) What happened was, is the reason why he kind of got famous is because his former roommate actually wrote a story about him in the Indiana Daily Student about his weight loss. And then this caught the attention of Men's Health magazine, and they wrote an article on him as well. And the article was titled, Stupid Diets That Work. Um, You know, basically saying that, like, this, this is kind of a stupid diet, but it actually worked for this guy. So Subway catches wind of this, um, and they ended up creating an ad campaign for that stupid fucking Fogel. And on New Year's Day in 2020, or 2020, 2000, that ad aired. So, which, if you think about it, that's perfect timing, right? New Year's resolutions, like, let's lose weight. This guy's going to do it. Um, So once this happened, sales for Subway shot up about 20% after his commercial aired. Um, Subway obviously was never considered healthy until this ad. So, you know, I mean, it had a big impact. Fogel, I guess, went on to making 300 commercials for Subway. Good God. I mean, do you remember those commercials though? Like, No, I don't. Isn't that crazy? One or two. I like blacked out. (laughs) I don't remember him that much. Oh God. I mean, I I remember some of them. That guy that had the big ass pants yeah you know in the oh yeah yeah that was like the main one i remember yeah i bring my pants to subway too i know well i i have to bring my larger pants to subway that i don't lose weight eating that shit um so anyways he they basically in 1998 subway made three three billion dollars in sales and by 2011 they were up to 11.5 billion in sales so that's a huge jump and they're thinking that a big part of that was because of fucking Fogel. Um, you know, he was perceived as like this nice guy, no legal record. Um, he had a really cool story about getting skinny on their food. So, I mean, that was, they, they liked him. He seemed likable. In 2015, he was worth $15 million, you guys. Damn. Right. Oh Can I just God. lose weight off of eating delicious food with no cheese or mayo? And make millions? Yeah, no shit. So in turn, he became a motivational speaker. Uh, In 2008, Subway did a 10-year campaign to celebrate him. Um, They sent him on this tour to do the motivational speaking called Tour de Pants. Instead of like Tour de France, it's Tour de Pants. Then he went on a tour to get into his pants. (laughs) Somebody else's pants, which is disgusting. Anyways, right. he'd travel around. He'd travel around to like schools and shit up and ho- hold up his, you know, sixty-two inch pants, showing the progress <sighs> he's made. Could have <laughs> my ass used to be. Yeah, sixty-two <laughs> inches huge. Like I don't even. Yes, that's huge. <laughs> that's a big boy. He's a big bitch. <laughs> that's a huge bitch. <laughs> like imagine holding up a <laughs> mattress sheet long ways. <laughs> <laughs> don't fat shame. king size remember jared at this point's a nice guy with a cool story guys don't fat shame anyway so he did that stupid shit in 2004 fucking baloney dick started the jared foundation <laughs> baloney like sandwich get it you're welcome <laughs> baloney balls he started this is uh, called the Jared Foundation. I wonder how hard that was to come up with. Um, it's a nonprofit which raised awareness about childhood obesity. So he got to travel around schools and talk to a bunch of kids. In 2007, he was at a school health event when he met Rochelle. 
guys, remember this name. She's oh, an God. important figure. Rochelle, Cher, Rochelle, he met Rochelle. 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 God damn it, Rochelle. Now I tell you about that. <laughs> Ricky, look at that. Look at that face. Oh, I tell you about that. <laughs> you know what that is? <laughs> yeah, it's Jim Carrey. Yes. Burned face, I know. I get the like the veins in the neck popping out. Man, I'm dedicated to that role there. <sighs> I lost my place, guys. Okay, so Rochelle, she interviewed him for her radio show. He turned to Rochelle after this interview and he made this fucking off the wall comment. During he he basically looked at her and he was talking about a bunch of stuff on how middle school girls were hot. <gasps> What? And she's like, what the fuck is this idiot? Okay, remember, this was back in 2007, <laughs> right? So she made note of it, of what he said, and she ended up going straight to the FBI. Like, homeboy is a fucking creep. Something's wrong with him. He's this, like, millionaire, famous dude. Something's wrong with this guy. Basically, what the FBI did is, I mean, they can't, like, go after him for that. So they asked her to stay in contact with him in wiretap conversations. Nice. Okay. She agreed. She recorded conversations with Jared for four fucking years. <gasps> what? Four years. It took them four years? Well, the thing is, is like they're recorded conversations, right? So like, I, you know, I mean, like they don't really have definitive proof. Talking is one thing, you know, unless he gives names, mm-hmm. dates, and specific locations, they can't act on it. Yeah, this is true. But they're ba- building the case. They're keeping an eye on them. The, um, the FBI actually denied ever working with her on this, but she did end up bringing the tapes to Dr. Phil later on down the road. And Wait, she shared them. She didn't get paid by the FBI for this? I don't know if she got paid, paid by the FBI. She had to have, and they just deny it. I mean, um, yeah, I don't know. they would have had, I mean, I'm sorry. It'd be like the same as somebody going undercover. Did you True. know when people go to court and they testify, like for prosecutors or defense, like for instance, a blood spatter analysis or something, they get paid a shit ton of money to do that? Mm-hmm. Isn't that weird? I didn't know you could do that. Oh God, I'm going to burp. Okay. So the rest part of this just makes me super sick. I'm not, I'm going to give you a very cut down version of his fuckery. Um, this poor lady, because she was trying to get him to talk, she had to like engage in conversations with him to get him to like open up, right? So she's acted like she, almost to the point where like she was turned on about hearing about this to get him to say this stuff. So um, some things that- Isn't that called something? Not called entrapment. No? I don't know. I mean, it might be. I feel like that's kind of entrapment. Well, okay, you would have to- I might have misspoke. It's not that she was getting turned on, but she acted super interested in it. Like, oh, does that turn you on, Jared? Or is that what you like, Jared? I guess that type of thing. So it's not necessarily her, but she was trying to open up the conversation. It's really disgusting. So I'm going to give you just a little bit of it. Um, She asked him for some stories on, you know, is it a struggle of you being around all these pretty kids, these young kids? And he says, quote, yeah, the middle school girls are starting to get tits, you know? Because you know how much I like huge tits. God. I mean, in middle school, like, whatever. I don't really think that's... He used to have them. That's why. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, my God. (laughs) That was a good one. That was a doozy. That was was a doze. (laughs) So then she, she says, oh, yeah, it's, you know, kids, they mature so much faster these days. He goes, I know, which I love. Um, there's a lot more. I can't, I fucking hate him. He's disgusting. Don't fuck with babies. I can't stand it, stand it. So, um, you guys get the idea though, right? Yeah. 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 He basically describes how he would groom these younger girls into trusting him and taking advantage of that. Um, he, what, basically what he said he would do is he would, okay, I go into these, you know, middle schools or whatever, and I'd be really friendly with these girls and, you know, I'd make them feel like they could touch me. I'd get like a little touchy feely. And make them feel like they could trust me. I get a little touchy-feely and, and pretty soon, you know, they just buy into it and they just believe I'm a good guy. Um, you guys, I hate him. <clears throat> she um, did ask him about what ages he preferred and he said early middle school is probably one of the best ages. Ugh. However, he's- You know what? Okay. Go ahead. Just confirm. 
for yeah. people who don't have kids, but early middle school is like 10 to 12, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, come to find out, well, I'm not going to give you a spoiler, but he does have a limit on how old the girls can be, okay? We'll oh, get good. to that. All right. Fucking marinara crotch of a man, I swear to God. He's a piece of shit. Um, so the tapes did not take him down, though. It wasn't enough evidence. I think that's what it was. It just wasn't enough evidence. Thought crimes or whatever, right? You know, the whole cannibal cop thing that, you know, can't really necessarily find him guilty of anything just because he has really disgusting thoughts. Yeah. But the Jared Foundation, his charity, is ultimately what got his disgusting self caught. Um, he had a director uh, that ran the entire business, and his name was Russell Taylor. Apparently, they were like really, really good friends. Okay, um, Russell's home ended up getting raided, and they were looking for child pornography. Jared immediately fired Russell, and he claimed that he was shocked. He's like, "Oh my, who would have child pornography? I can't be associated with that." You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yep. oh no, you didn't. Mm. So. And I yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> guys, oh my God, I hate this man. Okay. So, what they found at Russell's house directly linked him to Jared. Dun, dun, dun. Rush, Russell, Russell had been sharing child porn with Jared. Some of the kids were as young as six years old. Uh. Right. I, mm. Mm. I just, I just, I'm over here. My face is red. I'm over here losing it. I'm going to start to lose it. So in April of 2015, Russell was arrested on on charges of child exploitation, voyeurism, and child pornography. Secretly, he had filmed 12 kids while in a bathroom showering. He had more than 400 videos of kids naked. Um, Investigators took a look into the Jared Foundation and there was other things that happened there, okay? Because Russell ran this foundation, Russell and Jared. And so they took a look into that because they're like, something sketchy with this shit. We're getting like, you know, these the speculation that Jer- Jared's doing some shitty things. And obviously we have proof that Russell's doing it. So we need to look into this. What they ended up doing is, as lo- at looking at the Jared Foundation, um, this charity was supposed to give $2 million to schools in need to help with the childhood obesity and awareness and stuff. The foundation from 2009 to 2013 um, spent $73,000 a year. Um, most of that went to Russell's salary and the rest was unaccounted for. And on top of all of that, they never paid their annual $5 registration fee to have a charity. <laughs> what? $5. Wow. Five bucks. Five fucking bucks. Uh, a week after his arrest, Russell tried to commit suicide in jail, but he ended up surviving. So, joke's on you, you dumb fuck. Idiot. In July can't 7th... Even, of- can't even kill yourself, right? <laughs> I mean, that's what he get. He should get prison justice because any pedophile that goes to prison ends up getting knifed anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I didn't get much on him after he did end up going to prison. I don't know what he's up to now, but I do know what Jared's up to. So I'll share that in a bit. Well, there's a lot of protection. There's a lot of protection acts now for prisoners. Yeah. um, Especially with things like that, because there was like widespread rampant murders because of that. Yeah, for sure. And there should be. Nobody had a problem with it except for of course, state people, you know, it's like, hey, we sentenced this guy, we had him trialed, we had him tried, and we sentenced him, you know, he needs to serve out his term, but, mm-hmm. you know, social We justice. need our prisoners to be safe. Yeah, exactly. Love it. No. No. Sarcasm. No. I know. I just know. Ugh. Okay, so July 7th of 2015, the FBI raided Jared's house. Um, Subway immediately suspended their relationship with Jared upon finding out about this. Um, They claimed that they were shocked by the news, which is actual bullshit. And let me tell you why. Go to another person named Cindy Mills. She was a Subway franchise owner, and she claimed that she met Jared at a Subway event and ended up having an affair with him. Okay? Which, what? i just anyways not too long into their relationship he ended up telling her that he has had sex with kids in thailand and in the united states 
sex. Guys, this was a news like flash for me. Like I never knew he had sex. I knew about the pornography and things like that. I didn't know he actually, you know what I mean? Did you guys know that? No. Why would he tell somebody that? <laughs> like our relationship is so strong. I want to share this with you. I trust you completely with this completely disturbing. I think you'll, she'll, she'll accept me for this. That's yeah. Yeah, the narcissism. No. That's the narcissism. Really? Doesn't think he can be touched. So he also <laughs> asked Cindy if he could meet her under underage cousin. Ah. So right away, she ended up telling like the subway executives, I think there were about three of them, in 2008, and he's a total, that he's basically a total disgusting bitch. Um, so Subway knew about something. Uh, in 2010, two years later, is when the Tour de Pants tour started. So they knew about these accusations and basically still promoted him. The subway higher ups claimed that since he wasn't technically an employee, there really wasn't anything they could do. She didn't go to the police at that time because Jared was so rich and powerful, right? Like she, she was just scared of it. Like she's like, nothing's going to happen. He can, you know, get team up with the best lawyers and yada, yada, yada. Um, However, when Russell got arrested, remember his director that I was talking about? When he got arrested, she knew it was time to probably say something, and she knew it would be safer for her to do so. Um, and she also showed the FBI, like, some creepy texts that she had gotten from Jared and everything, kind of claiming what she was saying. Um, so during the investigation, the FBI learned that he had been traveling around the world paying underage prostitutes for sex, actually in the United States, too. Um, November 3rd, 2012, he paid for sex with a 17-year-old, uh, did it again with the same girl a few months later, and then texted her asking for another underage girl, stating, the younger, the better. The texts also revealed that he stated he craved 14-year-old Asian girls. I want to bludgeon him in the face <laughs> with a man dick. I can't. He is, I hope he gets that in prison bludgeoned with the man dick oh i know what's going on in prison i'll fill you in on that one pretty soon late he's august a, he's got a bitch already doesn't he well you'll find out pretty gross late august prosecution revere, revealed that jared agreed to the to a, <laughs> he agreed to a plea deal and he would plead guilty prosecutor said okay Here's the deal. You're going to pay $1.4 million in restitution to 14 different uh, victims. You're going to register as a sex offender for the rest of your life. And um, you can't have any contact with children unless improved by your probation officer. Because he's got two kids, just so you know. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Which, yeah. <laughs> also, at any time, we're going to monitor your electronics whenever we want. We were going to check into your electronics and kind of track you. Make sure for the rest of your life, you're not doing some shady shit prosecution agreed we won't ask for more than 12 and a half years but your attorney can't ask for less than five years so he's looking at basically max of 12 and a half years okay yeah. now he had a wife and had two kids with her um she immediately re released a statement saying that she's leaving her shit of a head husband like she's just done um subway sales reportedly went down by three percent but i couldn't find if it was solely because of the jared stuff or it's just the way things took a turn yeah. Um, Russell Taylor, his director wanted a plea deal and he ended up getting one. He got 27 years in prison. Um, okay. So in 2000 or November, 2019, Jared pled guilty. Um, there was a five hour sentencing during his hearing. Uh, some douchebag testified in his offense defense saying he was basically experiencing cross addiction. Do you guys know what that is? Cross addiction. Yeah. Okay. So. Wow. For an addict, um, they they use heroin and meth, and they get sober, and um, you know are in recovery. But all of a sudden, they're addicted to gambling. Gotcha. Okay, uh, so it's replacing one thing for another. So it's a new addiction. That's what they're saying. They're saying that he used to be a food addict, and now he is coping by hypersexuality and mild pedophilia. Mild. I didn't know that was a thing. Mild pedophilia is like looking at child porn. No, mild pedophilia is not a real diagnosis. So it's just, and so what that's was true. Kind of, that's true. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> oh man. So anyways, the judge seeing over that case is like, fuck you assholes. There's no such thing as mild pedophilia. You're a piece of shit. 
and you know she did not like him especially what she did to him so Jared ended up even speaking at this saying that he wants to become a good person good honest person and he wants to redeem his life that was what he said at the sentencing um fuck you Fogel so following through with their deal, prosecution asked for the 12 and a half years, defense asked for five, and the judge sentenced him to 15 years and eight months. Hell yeah. <laughs> judge was like, no prosecution, that's not enough. Well, I mean, that's the thing is those are just suggestions to the okay. judge. Still the yeah, judge. love, still the, love judge. the judge. Yeah. It's still Judges the judge. usually go with it, but. Yeah. I mean, it just depends on the situation and the severity. Yeah. Obviously, she was like, no, neither of those yeah. work for me. Yeah, no, he's a piece of shit. So he has to serve 13 years before he's even eligible um, to get out. But on top of the 1.4 million in restitution he has to give to the victim, she also said, no, I'm charging you $175,000 as a fine and you have to forfeit 50K in your assets. So she just kind of basically said, fuck this suggestion. I'm going to go after you for all I can. You know what I mean? Got it. Um, but Jared was shocked. His butt puckered up real tight at that point. He said, like, you know, I can't believe this. So de December 14, 2005, he appealed. He claimed the sentence was longer than recommended by the prosecutor, which, mm. sorry, yeah, sorry, dickhead. It's not going to happen. Um, more info came in later on about him during this pro process. Um, a, he wrote, there, were, there was different text messages kept popping up that more evidence came out during this process while he was appealing. And um, even at one point, he was pen palling with somebody saying, I'm not a bad guy. Um, you know, the director did all this bad stuff. It wasn't me. Kind of just threw him under the bus and everything like that. Um, one day, Jared ended up getting beaten up at jail. In jail. He got jumped. Yeah. Nothing really lived. good came out of that. He lived. Yeah. <laughs> Too bad. I mean, it's kind of Next hoping time. Hoping he'd get sodomized. But in June, I'm sorry. Edit that. <laughs> June oh, 2016, no. the Court of Appeals or whatever looked at his case and said, too bad, dickhead. Um, we're not going to appeal you. You suck. You were not changing your sentence. Go fuck yourself. Bye, bitch. September 2016, um, somebody, one of the victims filed a civil suit for personal injury and emotional distress. Um, so then Jared, in all his glory, was like, oh, I'm going to countersue you. And he stated that the parents were at fault for the child's, the girl's destructive behavior. Oh, because yeah. Because they were divorced, they were arguing in the home, yada, yada, yada. Got thrown it's out. It's that damn rap music. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Jared's insane. I mean, that's A few weeks later, his ex-wife... Jared's ex-wife sued Subway because they knew as early as 2004 that Jared tried to solicit a young girl at an event in Las Vegas. What Subway, instead of doing anything about that, they sent their PR person to, person to talk to Jared. They didn't do anything else. They didn't go to police, nothing like that. Four years later is when Cindy complained about him. You remember how he wanted to date uh -huh. her younger age cousin or whatever? Again, they didn't do anything about it. And Cindy claimed that one of the executives actually said to him, listen, he's met somebody, he's going to marry her, she's a school teacher, he'll be fine. And so what the ex-wife is saying is that Subway basically used her to be like the veil over what yeah. Jared's doing and maybe she'll steer him in the right direction. So she tried to sue him. However, the judge threw out the lawsuit because I guess the court didn't have jurisdiction. She did it in Indiana and, and that's not where the this tick took place. So I don't know if she's going to be doing something later on to kind of get paid. I'm not sure, but so fucking Fogel is still sitting in prison. His uh, dumb fucking ass decided to represent himself in court again during another appeal. <laughs> and we all know how representing yourself goes in court. <laughs> <Yeah>. Hi, Ted Bundy. <clears throat> how yeah. was that chair for you, buddy? Hi, Charles. So November yeah. works. <clears throat> Just don't man. You know, Law school does justice, I guess. November 2017, he went before the same judge, the one that gave him 15 years and eight months, and explained a clear error in his earlier case. Uh, federal court didn't have jurisdiction to convict him, and he was a sovereign citizen. You know what sovereign citizen means, guys? A great citizen? It means that you're not governed by laws. Like you're... Oh, cool. Like, like royalty? 
like how royalty is sovereign i don't know so they're not governed by laws how how can he they're he, governed by god how could he become a sovereign citizen what is how that? can anybody that's what i'm wondering the queen so if he's a sovereign citizen then that would mean his immediate release but what they're not they're like no go to hell he's stupid no. stupid so this means you know you're not com- yeah governed by laws or anything so that doesn't apply to you you goddamn idiot the judge wasn't here for it argument isn't valid you're a dumb fuck sit where you belong you should have gotten longer in prison anyways Jeez. a former inmate inmate and i'm wrapping it up now spoke to the daily mail regarding jared and having a gay old time in prison um i guess since he's been in prison he's gotten a culinary art degree he makes food. He exercises regularly. Um, according to the ibtimes.com, here's a good way to end this off. Jared has been having a good sexual time, too. No. Ew. He has a female pen pal, and um, he, he still hasn't learned how incredibly creepy he is. Apparently, a letter that was obtained by Radar Online he ended up outlining his dick and included included a couple of his pubic hairs along with it stating i hope you like it oh my god how old is this (laughs) pen pal god i don't know it did say that he did however quit underage and yeah something like in affairs on wives i don't know but that that's according to the daily mail That's nice. I got I got my info today from USA Today. Obviously, some Wikipedia, an article on why Jared Fogle was and still might be the perfect subway spokesman, <laughs> and subway guy huh? visits Somerset. That's where I got my stuff. That's the case. That's piece of shit number two <laughs> of another douchebag that does bad things to babies. I can't do it. I can't even believe I did that in the first place. I hated it. I mean, he's gonna never gonna be the same afterward, and chances are he may even be hunted if he ever gets released. You know what's so funny is that, like, I saw a picture of him. You know how they like have paparazzi pictures of people getting out of jail or whatever, mm-hmm. and his head's like his head's like shaved, but he looks. I was hoping that he would get large again. Yeah, well, he didn't. Uh, prison food ain't gonna. I don't. Look- yeah. I was going to say, I don't think he's going to prison. You can't get large in prison. He's rich. He has commissary. You're not going to get fat. On what? Ramen? Uh, You can. You totally can. I know. I I also see, I didn't want to share this stuff, but I also read other articles when he first got in. He was like eating honey, honey buns by the pounds and like just. Oh, I would too. (laughs) The one thing I do like about this story. If I was a sad sack piece of shit, I would eat all the bad stuff. Right. <laughs> Life's over anyways. Like you eat everything. Like I don't know. Ugh. He replaced doing this horrible sexual thing because of he couldn't food? have the food he wanted. Then you know eat the food, just fucking bitch. be fat. You know what the shitty right? thing is? You know, if he ever gets out and he's like off parole and everything, you know where he's going? Straight Subway. Subway. He's gonna go straight over that's all he's gonna he's gonna leave the he's gonna leave america all right well now that i'm done talking about that piece of shit we're gonna move on to another piece of shit and it's not ricardo but it is the person that ricardo's covering so here you go buddy up on you up to you <laughs> up on you up on you up it's on up you. to you up on you all right so Stop. up on my turn now i'm getting tipsy fuck Sorry, Ricky. I'm going to be as quiet as I can. Shh, I promise. Shh, shh, shh. All right. Here go now story. <laughs> <laughs> what? Just kidding. That was for you, Jen, for your up now story time. Oh, I mean, uh, you know, piece of shit, of course, later on in his life would probably be a little strong, but as he was up and coming, uh, piece of shit would probably definitely what you would want to call him. Um, my story is going to be on Don King, and um, it's a little different from your guys' piece of shits because those are pedophilic piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Um, yeah, we're pretty heavy so today. My guy was just, I mean, honestly, not that great of a human. Of course, later on in life, he tries to redeem himself by being a nicer person, at least, you know, and somewhat giving back, but um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Don King. Nope. 
but Don King was, and I'm going to start with his, kind of his midlife when he was the most famous. Okay. Um, this was a kind of, the, the things that I'm going to list off here are things that he kind of downgraded from in his previous life before he became a fight promoter. Now he promoted, he promoted for Ali, he promoted for Frazier, Larry Holmes, uh, George Foreman, and Mike Tyson. Okay, so he got them fights and he made sure that they got paid for their fights. But on top of that, he always made sure to get his piece too because as a fight promoter, that's what you got to do. You get your fighter yeah. fights, you both make money off of it. Yep. Now, during his career though, you know, he would, um, I mean, the biggest thing he would do is because he was a guy about making money. That's what he came, he came from almost nothing and he made something, you know, which is usually the American dream. But on top of that, you know, he was a little bit criminal and he would always try to skim, you know, make sure that he was getting his. And he skimmed Muhammad Ali $1.2 million after the Thrilla in Manila to come back. He's a shit. Joe Frazier. <laughs> um, he was a treasure. Who? Muhammad, Muhammad Ali. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so you said he skim skimmed? Schemed? Yes. Skimmed. So, you know, um, sorry. Muhammad Ali made a certain amount of money and mm -hmm. then Don King would make a certain amount of money on top of that. But he was keeping the actual price that they were getting for the fight from Muhammad Ali. So mm -hmm. they would him $1.3 million off the top and then break off Muhammad's piece and then take his piece. And huh. of course, Muhammad Ali found out about this because he would talk to fight promoters there at the place and they knew how much they were getting but he didn't know the actual price. So of course he sued him, which he, you know, he won. Um, or sorry, he also sent 50 grand in cash to, uh, to hospitalize, to a hospitalized Ali. So after the fight, he was in the hospital, sent him 50 K to the hospital, which is ridiculous. But... He also did it to, um, sorry. He also did it to Larry Holmes. He stole about 300,000 and later on he settled for only a hundred thousand. So this was a, like an ongoing thing where he would do it. He did it to Mike Tyson as well. It really never stopped. He was always making sure that he got his piece. Uh, later on in the 80s, he was also possibly linked to John Gotti. He had... Um, the fuck? Is that? John Gotti, he's a mob boss, criminal or, uh, organized oh. crime boss. Okay. And basically they were linked, they were linked in boxing matches and fixing, and fixing fights. So yeah. Gotti had an illegal, uh, illegal betting that would bet on boxing matches. And it was presumed that they were tied in together. And he would try to get him to tell his fighters to take dives or potentially win in what round. So that oh. would give the fix to his guys and his guys could make yeah. extra money on top. Them knowing, them knowing the outcome of the fight or when the fight was going to end would actually make them make more money because if you, yeah. if you can pick the winner and pick the round it's going to end in, you'll make double to triple the amount of money you bet. It's like in um, back to the future when that guy got the whole like, Oh yeah. And far and away. Yeah. <laughs> Remember far and away, baby. Of course. Shouldn't, you're a corker. Shouldn't. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so betting on it's one of our favorite movies. Yeah, it is a really good movie. Far and away, watch it. It's is that with Nicole Kidman? Yeah, and, oh. and Tom Cruise. Oh yeah, right. they're Irish, and her name is Shannon. Shannon, Shannon, you're a carker. Joseph, uh, Joseph, I need to see it. You do. You've never seen yeah. it. You need to send I, me a ten out of ten. Bitch. I'm about ten out of ten. It'll be like so long. Six out of ten. I mean, you got be like frozen. 90 on your deathbed watching movies that I put Shannon, on a fucking list. Can you let Ricky finish his story? You like how every episode that we do, I always blame you for interrupting Ricky. Uh-huh. <laughs> Shannon, so, shut the fuck up and let Ricky tell a story. <laughs> it's your giant tits. Damn it. I'm trying to cover them. I'm sorry. They're swollen. I'm getting my period. It's like they're all like big and... <gasps> Y'all are twins. We're looped today. up. Oh, yeah, my God. And you okay, go ahead. through the computers. Happens oh my god the how are we looped up that's weird 
so anyway, of course, Don King, actually, when he went to go uh, to the stand, because he was asked to come to the stand by the prosecution of the John Gotti case after the whole thing, so that way they could prove illegal gambling, he pleaded the fifth. So he knew something. Uh, right. He wasn't going to yeah. talk. Because, you know, you don't know how much push or pull John Gotti has, but I'm sure he wasn't going to take that chance at getting whacked. Because right. nobody sure. that. So... Pleading the fifth, though, like everybody knows, like when you're pleading the fifth, you're just you know something, but it doesn't matter. I mean, it's yeah, you know, you're right. So now rewind the clocks, yes, all right, rewind the clocks. And that was uh, when he when he um, when he testified in court and pled the fifth, that was 19. Just edit this, it was (laughs) 19, sorry, it was in the 1980s. Okay, so flashback all the way back to 1954. Okay, whoa, on December, so my mom was born. Holla, hey, on She's December 2nd, 1954, back when Don King worked as a numbers runner and he went by Donald the Kid. Mm-hmm. Was he a kid? No, I'm... I think he what? Was, um, he's about 30, maybe 20, late 20s, early 30s. How old is he? That is a kid. Oh, is he dead? He's 88, actually. He's still alive. Holy fuck. He's 88, well, but... Watch what you say. Don't have him come for you. I'm telling you. So I'm fine. He worked as a runner, runner's number, went by Donald the Kid, and he ran an illegal gambling house in Cleveland. When he walked in one morning, he walked in on Hillary Brown allegedly robbing the joint. <clears throat> he gunned him down with a Russian revolver. King claimed self-defense, and ultimately, the court classified it as a justifiable homicide. So, because, because it was his, it was probably his house or at least the property he owned okay yeah that was being robbed all they had to gotcha. do was lie about what they were doing because if they were saying hey this guy was trying to rob our illegal betting you know ring yeah they would be like well tough tough titty mm-hmm. i mean so that's all you got to do so now you know that he's capable of killing which he wasn't gonna i mean anybody in that situation is probably gonna do the same thing yeah so fast forward nine years yes okay yes uh he gets convicted of second murder of a second degree murder whoa when according to king one of his employees that was working in his illegal gambling thing ran off with some money king pistol whipped him and stomped him to death outside of a bar in cleveland the employee owed him $600, and <laughs> apparently his last words were, I'll give you the money, Don. But he wow. killed him anyway? He killed him anyway. Stomped him. There's no Damn. way. Don King. He, he like American History X'd him? This, now, here's the thing. I, I did. I, I um, <sighs> Sources are a website called Complex, and they are backed up by Wikipedia. Ooh. Okay. Now, there's even actually a mug. I would never say that Wikipedia backs up anything, but no. complex, you should be good. You should be good on that one. Yeah. Credible as of late. They've yeah. got a lot more credible and they've disabled the part where people can can redo stuff. Oh, okay. And there's actually a mugshot of him as well. Okay. Let's see. You gonna show it? Put it up to the camera. Really? Say something. I can't. So that's a mugshot of him. Does he have a little rat tail? No. Is that no? Are you sure? Oh, it's oh, a no, shirt collar. Sorry. <laughs> That's Don King. That was Don King. I mean, you got to remember it was in Damn. the 60s. I mean, it was a he hadn't aged. Yeah. So, the judge actually reduced those charges from second degree murder to manslaughter even. Uh, uh. <clears throat> um he actually received later on a pardon from the Ohio governor after doing almost 4 years in prison. After four years, uh-huh. he later said of the tragedy, the the tragic event, his head hit the ground, and those are the things that happened. Right? Totally. That's what he said. Huh. You know, his head hit the ground, and that's just what happens. He dies. Wow. So that's a bunch of fucking. False. I mean, it can, it can happen. It can really? happen. You know, people in the heat of the moment, if they don't, I mean, that's why he got it reduced down. You know, yeah. because it wasn't there. There wasn't a thing of malicious intent. He was just pissed off. But at the same time, it was hit. That was not his intent to kill him. So that's why it got reduced down. And he even got the. Pop. But you can't prove intent. 
You really can't prove into the hardest part. You know? Girl, yes. <laughs> for your input. Girl, yes. Listen, here's the deal. Yes. I'm trying to be I'm trying to be a little bit quieter today, okay? You're not even <laughs> looking at the screen anymore. I was looking at my feet. I'm listening. And after that, he became a fight promoter and he stole all that money and skimmed all that money from different um, fighters. But, mm -hmm. you know, in the end, he basically was revered by sports, you know. He, uh, all kinds of interviews and, you know, magazine articles about him as a fight promoter. And that's all there was, you know. I mean, he, sure, he did some shady stuff and he served some time for it. You know, not so as big just... a shit as you guys as guys, but, you know, still a deplorable person for a little while. Oh, Shannon, that's what happens with your middleman. Look at Shannon. You see Shannon right now. Do you see the morph that she's going through right now? She's actually getting intoxicated. I can see it. It's my birthday. I do what I would fucking want. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, God, you sound like fucking COPD client. <coughs> Somebody Hi. call an ambulance. Somebody. Somebody check me. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to... I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck Well, you know what? what? I like that story, Ricky. It was a lot lighter than the bullshit we brought to the Yes, thank today. you for oh, like damn, lighten it up a little bit. I mean, the good Being... thing is, the good thing is, is I did have a kind of heads up of what Shannon was doing, at least yeah. the person she was doing. So it always makes me kind of think, okay, who should I do? I don't want to, I don't want to have a, a theme going on here, right? With each episode, you know, it makes it makes it better to where we have subjects. And we talk about these subjects. Right. They have similarities in their crimes, and that's just all there is to it. But I want to tell you, Ricky, though, like since our last posting on um, what did we do last week? Some fucking a oh, listener request, and I've yeah. gotten like some comments on Facebook or messages or text messages. Yeah. Tell us all, all they love laughing Ricky. about. <laughs> oh yeah, you oh, felt fuck. it. You dealt it. Shit, like. <laughs> That was so great. I mean, I used to say that in fourth grade, and it like has made a comeback now because Ricky threw that out there. <laughs> but during was the good. podcast, when me and you lost our shit, were we just losing our shit over that comment? Yes, probably. I don't remember. You know, obviously, I was drunk. Oh my like god, that was so funny. Of the podcast. <clears throat> the funniest part, Shannon, is like your fucking laugh. I can't do. I can't. <laughs> I can't when she starts laughing, I can't do life. Or she makes a comment, like, because, like, I could be so focused on you, Ricky, and your great story, and then she makes a comment, and I'm like, brr, like, squirrel, it's Shannon talking, she's so fucking funny, I have to listen now, and I can't. Oh. And so that's why I always lose it. That's not the excuse for why I was so intoxicated last week. <laughs> my words. And does anybody question sure? if the fact that I'm fascinated by Ed Kemper? I don't think anybody got that if they listened to her last No one. Episode. Jesus. Not even people that have not heard the podcast Fucking think you are Christ. not interested. I was. They heard that in space. Ed Kemper heard it. Thanks. That's why we got a signal back from space. <laughs> <laughs> I won the award last week for being the most annoying. You and did, I probably won to every single yeah, fucking so. week before that too. <laughs> no, 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 no. Last week last was week, fucking yeah, special. Yeah. I probably, got the, I probably got the vote the first podcast we did because I was so horrendous. No, you weren't. I was bad. No, no, because you said we're all fine. Times? Mine was short and stupid. I don't know. Listen, <sighs> I want to. <laughs> I want to apologize. <laughs> Jesus, Shannon, you burped. Sorry. It's her Sorry. birthday, and she does what she wants to. Wants Fuck to. off if you don't like it. So, <laughs> I'm sorry, listeners, for my total sloshed so might be a little yes i was really it annoying. was great well i mean you guys had fun i felt fine the next day i had to go do an event and uh, crazy and brief some military members and all this shit and i had to go do that and i felt fine but i'm like what what's the big deal and i was like are you hurting from today or yesterday because i had to go to work and i was like oh, i don't want to be here <laughs> did you even drink yeah yeah yeah. Oh, I drank uh, Bud Light seltzers. Hey guys, we didn't even share what we were drinking today. I am drinking rose champagne because I got it for my birthday from my boo. <laughs> you have a good boo. Uh, I do. I have the best boo. I know you got a good one. I had fifty ounces of Michelob Ultra. <laughs> I, mean, I came you... home 
and they were like, stay in the backyard. <laughs> so <laughs> I come inside and I have to close my eyes and there's a balloon, a plant, oh. a card, two packs of cigarettes and two bottles of champagne. <laughs> and this card fucking shoots confetti up. Oh, is it that one that explodes? Yeah. No. Oh. No, it's not that one, but it like shoots out the, like the front. Right. Not the front, but the top. The gun. So it yeah. doesn't shoot it at you, it shoots it out. But it was pretty great. I had a pretty great birthday. I had some oh. really great coworkers make um food and bring food. It was a good day. It was a good you birthday. You deserve it. You deserve it because you're great. Thanks, bitch. I mean, if I live closer, I'd be over there, I don't know, picking your nose for you or something or, <laughs> you know. Picking my wedgies all day. All right, guys. That was the show for tonight. Um, next week, tune in because we're doing Famous, Famous for, murder. for Murder. Famous for Murder. And you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram. You can listen to us on Spotify, Anchor. Apple, Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. Breaker Radio, CastBox, and CastBox, yes. And just make sure, I guess like the biggest thing for us from what I'm researching is that like we get subscribed and followed and all that stuff. So please, guys, if you like us, please do us that favor so we can keep doing this and we enjoy doing it every week yeah. or even earlier than every week. And do you want to tell them about that mini up that we're going to be doing? Oh, yes. And Ricky's out. He's like, fuck this shit. All right. So Saturday night, we'll be doing a husband's tell all. Landon doesn't so, know yet, but. Nope. Ricky just found out like yeah, 10 just, minutes ago. <laughs> I just found out and I'm like, we could go to a bar instead. <laughs> or you could hang let's out. Just, let's just record in a bar. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, right. With all that noise. Yeah, we would not hear anything. Okay. All right. That's everybody. it. Later. All right. Dukes. Bye. Dukes. Bye. Bye.